Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Now, here's your host, Dan Celia. Well, good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. It's great to be here. By the way, it is July 9th. It is Friday. That means it's Rapid Fire Friday. What we're going to try to do is get to as many calls as possible, as we usually do. And by the way, if you call in right now, you'll be the first call we take. Our line's just open. So uh, give us a call. You can do that right now. 484-9, oops, 610-363-1110. And you can cue your call up. Keep trying if you don't get through. But right now, the lines are open, so you can do that now. Hey, Dow is in positive territory. The Dow pretty much gaining back or giving back or gaining back, however you want to look at it. The losses from yesterday, the S&P is up. NASDAQ futures down slightly. Oil is up 1.2%, which would stand to reason based on what has happened in the oil sector. Uh, The 10-year yield is back up. Wow, that didn't last long. I mean, it was yesterday you would have thought the world is coming to an end because the 10-year had dropped. And everybody was saying, well, this is confirmation. There is no inflation. This is it. This is the... Now it's back up. I don't, I don't know. Nobody's saying anything. Isn't that funny? Interesting. You know, I mean, they, they made uh, entire days on the financial networks, call, uh, an entire day of, of talking about the demise uh, of the 10-year and the economy is going to, this is it, this is the big one, it's going to start impacting everything. Really? Really. Um, I, it just was laughable to me, of course, and I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. Uh, I, I did say yesterday morning, trust me, the 10-year and the yield on the 10-year is not predicting anything. Nothing. It is simply a matter of selling or buying one way or another, just like a stock, and in this case, buying into the 10-year. So is today mean that, oh, wait a minute, Powell was wrong. It isn't transitory. Is that, is that, are we going to be hearing that today? I kind of doubt it, to be honest with you. But anyway, uh, things are in positive territory. Things looking much better. We had a good run at the end of the day. Uh, international stocks finished the day positive yesterday and are up this morning. Or I'm sorry, uh, down yesterday like ours, but up this morning like ours. And um, that's that's good news. We're seeing a little bit of a rebound. Down futures bounce back about, well, over 250 points here uh, from Thursday's sell-off. 
sell-off. They're calling yesterday a sell-off because the indices finished down below 1%. I mean, it was, wasn't even 1% down on any of the indices. That's a sell-off now. Kind of like long-term investing is six months to a year. I mean, it's not that bad yet, but it's getting there. So um, the headline is sell-off. The sell-off has been avoided. The sell-off yesterday were, was uh, all about the nerves that Biden the day before had put into place. Now everybody doesn't seem concerned at all about President Biden. So that worked out pretty well for the president, for the administration. They run up the flagpole, the reality of what he wants for tax changes. Now, Nobody seemed to care. I was the only one. Um, I guess I'm the only capitalist left in the country. I'm the only one that seemed to care and ranted about it a little bit. Nobody else did. Why? Because they couldn't, they couldn't bring themselves to criticizing the administration or calling them out on this. They couldn't bring themselves to doing that because that's their man. And they didn't want to do that. So instead, they blamed the sell-off on... The COVID variant, what that's going to do. Apparently this morning, the variant is of no consequence. Maybe they cured it or, you know, they work pretty fast, these companies. So maybe there's a cure for it now. Probably a new vaccine or a booster or something. And nobody's worried anymore, I guess. I don't know how you can be worried about a pandemic-like event one day where Japan panics, no, nobody coming to the Olympic Games, and this, and this Delta variant is going to be the worst thing since the first uh, COVID issue, and it's going to bring down our economy, and that's why everybody was panicking. And today, it's all okay. Boy, it brings new meaning to what a difference a day makes, right? Oh, my gosh. Do you see what, yeah, what I'm getting at is the lunacy of all of this. Um, at least try to make sense. At least try to speak from some conviction. At least try to, uh, if you're going to try to deceive, don't do it based on the markets and numbers and all of those things. Because it usually comes back to haunt you as it is doing this morning. Now, again, he rang that up the flagpole. So this morning, since that went so well, Biden is cracking down. Here's the headline. Let me give you the headline. I got to find it. Um, or maybe not. Oh, here it is. So Biden to sign order to crack down on big tech, big tech companies and boost competition across the board. Now, hold it just right there. If you read that, you think, all right, good job, Mr. President. We've been talking about this for a long time. Somebody's got to crack down on big tech. And somebody's got to crack down on this lack of competition. So new marching orders being given to... The government, in reference to mergers, acquisitions, growth, big companies, 
too much control, making too much money is the real problem. And by the way, this is the administration talking, by the way, it is going to get harder and harder for us to complete our agenda if we don't start breaking these companies down to smaller units where they're going to have to listen to us and fall in behind us goose-stepping quickly where the big companies won't have to do that. So I got an idea. Let's make the big companies small companies and let's have a bunch of small companies that are going to have to do what they're told or they're going to go out of business. And it's going to be far better for us to complete our agenda. I'm not making up a conspiracy theory. theory. I'm just laying out some of the facts that I think the puppeteers, those that are pulling the strings in the bite for Biden are coming up with. So since the higher taxes went so well, we can only believe that this is going to go as well. And as a matter of fact, it is not a lot of talk about it. So we're going to fix the economy. That's what they're going to do. They're going to fix everything. I wish before you fix something, you would explain to the American people exactly what is wrong so that we have a much better idea of why it's so important you fix it. Not a bunch of lies and gibberish that has no, that has no backup whatsoever mathematically or technical from a technical perspective. But can you tell us what is broken that you're fixing? Why are you doing this? What is the reason and the purpose? Well, because everybody hates the big tech and the control. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good reason. I mean, I'm talking about economic reasons. What would be the economic reason? What is, what is not working right now in the economy? And if you think there are things that are not working in this economy right now, Hey, just give it a year under this administration to see how things are working. But they're going to fix something that isn't broken, I guess. So they say, well, they want to take a look first and see how these big companies, through mergers and acquisitions, they want to see how that's going to impact the economy for the better or for the worse. Really? You can't even see something that's already in existence and how that's impacting the economy. Now you're going to make assumptions about what could happen? Oh, brother. I'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's great to be here. 610-363-1110. It is Rapid Fire Friday. We will go uh, to calls. Uh, by the way, so we'll have to wait and see what is going to happen. Um, so uh, all my conversation and what I was just talking about was, were the uh, new, um, going to be new standards that are going to be put out for antitrust laws and rules and regulations for them to look at big companies and breaking them up. And they're going to try their best to break them up. It is never going to get through Congress. So we don't have to really worry about it. But I just think it's ironic that we keep seeing uh, uh, snapshots of the ideology of the administration's uh, puppeteers, those that are pulling the strings and, and directing the puppets to do this thing or the other thing. It is um, it is giving us uh, a closer little snapshot of what they would like to accomplish. Listen, there is no doubt about it. They want to believe in their heart of hearts that the economy is forever broken because of COVID. And they're trying to convince people that it's going to get broken even more. I saw an article this morning about this global slowdown across economies of the world. And that's what everybody was panicked about yesterday. But it seems today they're no longer panicked about that. So I, I only bring those things up when these kinds of um, ridiculous moves happen to help you understand that it was never a problem, can't be a problem, and it was never anybody panicking because you can't be panicking because panic generally lasts as long as the problem lasts. So it, you you got to believe that a problem such as a global economy slowdown and a U.S. economy slowdown is not something that only happens for six or seven hours. It is something that is going to be prolonged because of the nature of that beast. It can't be anything but prolonged. Right. So if you were panicked when you thought it was coming and you were panicked because it's here, then you can't be done the panic the next day. It doesn't work like that. So you need to understand that that when the governments or when the uh, state run media, same thing as the government is proclaiming all these things, I am asking you, I am begging you to try to find your hat of logic and put that cap on for a while because you just have to logically think, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a pretty big thing. This is all you have to think about. This is a pretty big thing, right? Economy's going to slow down. It's not going to be good. Everybody's worried. That's a pretty big thing. And it seems as though it lasted a whole probably like 10 hours it lasted. Well, does that mean, because you're thinking logically, so surely it must mean that today 
it's over. Boy, I'm glad I wasn't hurt by all that because I was really worried. You understand what I'm getting at? I'm just trying to, to lay out how ridiculous this is. And the, the state-run media is going to get some mileage out of it yet because it doesn't matter that it's seemingly all over. It only matters that they got it out there. It was an excuse for them to get the uh, point of uh, um, um, nervousness that they wanted to create in everybody. It's just that they got it out there. That's all that matters. So they accomplished the mission, the state-run media, accomplished their mission. But you see how utterly ridiculous it is or it was. And listen, have I changed? Of course not. I said that we've gotten to the end of this year, maybe beginning of next year, somewhere between the middle of fourth quarter this year and the end of third quarter, uh, second quarter, first quarter, I'm sorry, the end of first quarter next year, there's probably going to start seeing some, some problems and we're going to have to respond and react to it. Right now, we'll stay along for the ride and we'll stay invested. If we're not invested, yeah, I might wait for a year and let's wait and see, or until then, until first quarter next year and kind of figure out where we are. But then first quarter next year, what do we do? We head into midterm elections. We will get a snapshot then of how confident the left feels about rigging this election for the midterms. If they feel very, very confident, then they are going to go around as you, a business as usual, try to get certain legislations passed and so on and so forth, because they're not going, they are going to remind the, the Democrats in the House of Representatives and the Democrats in the Senate that are up for reelection in the Senate. They don't have anything to worry about. They're still going to get reelected. Don't worry about it. We've already got that taken care of. So if you see the, the push continuing, then you'll know they've already got the election figured out and in the bag. That gives us a little insight. There's no possible way. Listen, there is no possible way that Democrats can hold the House or the Senate. It's literally impossible. If you take the pulse of people and you take that pulse behind closed doors, not open and exposed for all to see and talk about, if you take it as an anonymous pulse taking, if you do that, you're going to find out very quickly that there's nowhere, no way on God's green earth that they're going to reelect these people. You got to, you, you'll see that, you'll understand that. So, if they win, then we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that our worst fears have been realized and there it is going to start to look like we can never win another presidential elected election. And it is awfully hard when you have a state-run media that has only one, one, thing they're worried about. They only have one set of statistical data that they care about. They only have one ratings agency that they care about, and that is the government. So if the government says, good job, they like it, that's all they care about because their job is to do a job. 
And that would be to move forward the propaganda that the government is asking them to move forward. And so far, they've done a stellar job. Um, And they might as well do it because they have no abilities to report news. There are no newscasters any longer. So they don't have any ability, ability to report news. And listen, I know conservative news outlets that feel the same way. Well, wait a minute. Let me get this right. You want me to report the news and not express my opinion about it? Yes. Oh, no, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So then you have conservative news outlets that say, oh, we can't do that. So let's get this straight. We got 98% of the news media leaning so far left, they're falling over. They can't, and and I mean, it's ridiculous, and they're blatant about it. So then we have 3% of the news media that wants to tell the truth, but they don't want to express their viewpoints because, well, they, they don't want to do that. Okay. So we'll just let the left keep opinionating and talking about the lies and deceptions and we won't counter. We're just going to report the truth. Okay. So it's not okay for the left. And this is, I mean, it's not okay for the right to voice their opinions by their standards, but it's perfectly okay and acceptable that the left is doing it every single day, all day long. There has to be some counterbalance. So the right has to get off their high horse and start not only reporting the news straight and truthful, and but they need to go a little bit further and express exactly how dangerous that truth is for the preservation of America and the preservation of religious values and the preservation of right-thinking conservative Americans. See, if we lose the few percent that are willing to stand up because of some sort of self-righteous kind of attitude that, well, we don't want to do that because then we're just like them. Okay, that's fine. I'm not asking you to deceive. I'm asking you to to tell the truth. I'm not asking you to uh, put out lies and try to give them some sort of legs and credibility. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just asking you to tell the truth all of the truth, even the things that don't feel so good, even the things that unfortunately aren't written anywhere. So you have to go ahead and write them, whether it's writing them literally or, or speaking about them. There comes a place in time where there has to be, we are at this place in time, by the way, where we have to be, listen, where we have to be radically right, radically right. Not just right, but we've got to be radically right. You want to be conservative? We've got to be radically conservative. If we want any hopes of trying to counter, I don't mean radically as being stupid and violent and and spewing out things that aren't truth or things that we don't have evidence for. That's not what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about being unashamed of leaning radically left. We need more of that. And instead, sometimes I think we're getting less. Does everybody out there believe? Do you really believe? Now, I don't watch Fox News anymore. I was done with it uh, that uh, when when uh, they they turned on President Trump and I'm still done with it. I don't change. I still I, I grew up a GM guy the day they took money from the government. I'm now a Ford guy. I'm I and I don't waver. I'm terrible that way. I'm I'm not real good at compromising on that. But I'm not watching Fox and I don't care. Do I like Tucker Carlson? Yes. Do I like some of the evening? Yeah, I do, but I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. I'm just I don't wanna I don't wanna watch it. I don't wanna know, I don't wanna hear the the other um, weasels that don't have the backbone. Here's what's happened. After Trump Nobody had the backbone to stand up. They turned on him in a heartbeat. Now they're trying to come back. Why would we want to watch weasels? Why? But some people do. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about the other. There's other conservative outlets we got to be watching. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, 610-363-1110, 610-363-1110. It is rapid fire. I'm going to have to relax a little bit. Let's get to phone calls. 610-363-1110. I will say that oil is up 1.5%, give or take, right now. it's uh, So we'll see. I mean, it, it came down a lot. It was kind of a, um, I, I really had a hard time figuring it out. That's why I haven't been talking about it much. You know, I know what's going on in OPEC. Uh, OPEC's trying to uh, come back. Uh, you know, trying to get themselves together, but you know, it wasn't making a whole lot of sense. So, um, there are some other concerns that I have, uh, China, I, I will make a prediction that we're not thinking much about. Um, some might think, oh, you know, nobody's going to, nobody cares. 
I care, but uh, for, from an economic perspective, I care. But we're gonna we're gonna read in uh, eighteen months to a, two years the incredible stronghold that China has on Afghanistan. So China never wanted anything to do with Afghanistan. They couldn't they couldn't do anything there. But for ten years, uh, America has been building infrastructure in Afghan Afghanistan. I mean, we've we've done everything. I mean, we're put billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars in infrastructure, uh, trying to uh, revital not revitalize but vitalize um, the economies there. And you got to have infrastructure and all that. So now the U.S. is pulling out, and guess who the first one in is China. And they are going to continue to be in. They are buying up the land. They are they are cutting deals with uh, terrorist warlords in order to get strongholds in certain areas. Um, they are going to be building plants. They are going to be using the uh, China road through Afghanistan. They, this is another piece of the road that they get to build. They have two China roads. One is by sea and one is by land. This is the by land road that they are doing because America was so kind uh, as to go in and put in all the infrastructure. Now, uh, terrorism is picking back up again as we are pulling out. I, what did the president say? July I think it was the end of the month. They were, he gave a specific date that we're going to be out. Maybe it wasn't July. Maybe it was August. I'll have to try to find it. But um, we're going to be out of there, and China's just going to take hold of the country and continue to cut deals with all the um, terrorists and the warlords. So um, very, very interesting. So mark my words about that. Nobody's talking about that much. And these are companies that there are people whining and moaning about with uh, that are are the SEC is pushing back a little bit on their listing that, you know, they want Chinese stocks. You, you got to be out of your mind. Why do we want anything? Number one, why do businesses want to do business with a communist regime? And I said this during the Trump administration when President Trump in part of his talks with trade talks were the, the one of his big points of contention was to protect corporations, uh, protect their intellectual property. Now, if you've listened to me during that period of time, you know how I felt about that. And I, you know, I'm all for, I was all for President Trump, but I disagreed with him on this. Why are we trying to protect American interests? If American companies are dumb enough to go over there and expose all their company secrets and research and development to Chinese, uh, reverse engineering Chinese, then they deserve everything they get. And I don't want my tax dollars being used to protect American companies. They're supposed to be smart. They've got these CEOs making $48 million a year. They're supposed to be smart enough to figure out this might not be good for us in the long run. And if they're not, shame on them. Let them go over there. Let China steal all their R&D and all their intellectual property. Now, that doesn't hold true for a... General Dynamics or a Lockheed Martin, of course, because then it becomes a matter of defense. They're not the companies I'm talking about. But those companies we don't have to worry about because they're already taking taking steps to protect all of that. But I, I was all all for it. Why do why do governments 
Why do why do um, I'm sorry, businesses want to go over and deal with a communist regime that they know is going to steal everything they make, reverse engineer, and in five years they'll be competing with the very company that is over there doing work. They they know that going in, but they're so greedy to get their hands on that population that is going to be a game changer for their company. They want to go over there and work in communist regime under the dictator and the rule the the rule of China. It's insane. So I'm not for protecting them. I mean, they're they're complaining now. Well, we got to list their companies on our stock exchange. Why would we list a company on the New York Stock Exchange that we have zero accountability for? Can can the New York Stock Exchange? Can the SEC investigate those companies to protect me, the investor? Can they do that? If they can do that and they will do that and they are doing that before they even list them on the stock exchange like they do with American companies, that's great. I buy publicly traded companies because I'm buying transparency, accountability, regulations and regulatory burden that those companies have to go through and hoops they have to jump through to protect me, the stockholder. That's why I don't want to buy a private firm. Why do I want to buy a private firm where they can give me a financial statement that says anything they think I want to see? Why would I do that? So we do that. We're doing that every day. Investors are doing that every day with Chinese companies. Why? Anyway, 610-363-1110. Let's get to phones. We're going to stay with phones. Here we go. Let me go to, oh, just lost my software. Who's on deck? Brad from Kansas. Go ahead, Brad. Well, one thing is for sure, my brother, you are endowed with the gift of gab. (laughs) Yeah, I got it. But you got to have it for your show. Anyway, uh, this is all about uh, energy prices. Um, Do you remember back during the... uh, last term of uh, the Bush administration, what the price of uh, the barrel oil did. You remember what that did? I do. How high it it went. I do. I mean, when we saw $4 a gallon in Kansas, it was was horrible because my 12-mile-per-gallon vehicle really liked to buy that stuff. But uh, I remember it went up to $140 a barrel because Saudi Arabia was pushing the envelope, and us stupid Americans, we just pay it and go on. But... uh, Anyway, I don't understand how fuel prices now are getting back to that amount when the barrel is just barely over half of the 140. Because when I drove through Needles, California last week, there's a station there. It's the highest I've ever seen anywhere in the country. Their gasoline was 5.19 a gallon. Now, back when it was $140 a barrel, it was never that high. So, who sets these prices? Well, at the risk of gabbing about useless information, as you put it, I will uh, uh, listen. It's a different day. It was a very different day during the Bush administration. Do you realize or understand how inflated the dollar has gotten? Do you realize that it takes either more or less dollars at any given point to buy a barrel of oil and demand has dramatically increased, dramatically increased. 
So demand is a very different place as well. And the at the very same time, we have activists trying to shut down the oil industry. There's a lot of factors that go into that. There is no direct correlation between the price of oil and the price of gasoline. There is a correlation. It is a point, one point of gasoline prices, but it's not only demand, uh, it is either the lack of demand or a lot of demand against an awful lot of supply or a little bit of supply. It's either more companies coming on to increase supply when demand is low and we don't need the supply or increasing supply when demand is high and we need more supply and more supply and more supply. And when you look at oil, it is very much a global market. So we can't look at it as it is a global market to the extent more than than any other commodity in the country. So, yes, there are certain correlations between uh, the prices, but not between now and 1972, not between now and and uh, the, the last two years of uh, George W. Bush's uh, reign. There was there was a lot going on. There was there was a lot more wars. There were a lot more free production. There was lo- much, 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 much lower demand. And we had OPEC putting a squeeze on us at the very same time, which they can't do anymore. So there's a lot of reasons. So uh, we, we can't pinpoint, we can't take one moment in time, really, when we think about it, for any commodity to try to uh, develop that pricing correlation without looking at all the numbers. Thanks, Brad. Uh, let me go to Jim real quick in South Carolina. Hey, Jim. Uh, yeah, good morning, Dan. Uh, that cool. was quick, and I want to amplify uh, uh, Brad's comment about your gift of gab, except I want to even say more. Uh, I, I think you should invent something called uh, like biblically responsible humor, you know, economic humor. That, <laughs> I mean, if you had if you had a laugh track or, or better yet, a, a live studio audience occasionally, yeah, people would really literally be falling out of their chairs. Yeah, that's that a, that's a good point. So far left. Jim, I didn't oh, realize how where we were on the clock. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm sorry. I'll get right back to you after this short break. Hang in there. We'll be right back, folks, um, right after this. Um, no, actually, I take a little offense to the gab notion as if it's useless information. And that was the point I was trying to make with uh, the, the uh, caller. Uh, there's a difference. All right, we'll be back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. All right, 610-363-1110, If you want to cue your call up, you're welcome to do it. We're trying to do a rapid fire. We will continue to um, try to do that, to try to do uh, a rapid fire. All right, let me go back. Jim had a question. Jim from South Carolina. Oops, what's what's the matter? What? There you go. Okay, go ahead, Jim. Oh, okay, yeah, good morning again. Um, so moving on to my question here. Um, yeah. C86, uh, um, I'm an income investor um, over 70 and uh, looked at my, you know, sort of year-to-date portfolio. Uh, uh-huh. I've got about a third of my bond portion in uh, C C86 and even though the uh, SEC yield is positive it says 1.13% is published um you know the actual Ginny May fund is down for the year so but I've got a capital gain in it you know since I've held it a while so w- would you ever should I like take the gain and then what would I do how would I redeploy the money or is there a better place, you know, taking gains or not to to put sh- uh, fairly short-term money? At? Well, I'm a little concerned would, about the interest rate risk. Well, there okay. isn't anything on my list that's not going through interest rate risk right now. But right. I would say that um, you, if you sell that, then next year you may – uh, experience the same thing you did this year. For instance, it's down this year in your account. In my account, right. it's up. So, um, because I've, mine's old. I mean, I've had it for a very, very long time. I haven't seen it go down in probably 10 years. But um, because I, I've just allowed everything to sit and stay inside the account. And if you do that long enough, um, you will have a great parking place because it's never going to go down. So I'm not, there, there is nothing out there with the exception of equities that you can invest okay. in to not have interest rate risk. So you're going to have to get into, uh, you know, an industrial stock, an energy stock, a utility stock. You're going to have to get in those kinds of things to be able to beat, you know, from a from a yield, from just a yield standpoint, to be able to uh, uh, stay on top of interest rates and inflation. So um, there, there aren't. So you would be maybe doing a little bit better in the inflation protected bond fund, which has had a good week. But, you know, um, they they were down the week, the two weeks before this week. So 
Uh, but, you know, interest rate is almost to a place where you try to get whatever you can get and um, try to beat CD rates. I mean, basically is what you're trying to do. But you're not, you're not going to, uh, we're not going to be able to keep pace with anything between inflation and taxes alone. We're not going to be able to keep pace uh, with anything. Uh, there's just no vehicle out there that you can do it safely with. You know, you can be in a high-yield bond fund, maybe get 7%. Uh, that's great. If you're, if you're an income investor that is strictly an income investor and doesn't care about the, the, uh, the value of the fund. And so um, I have a, another portfolio that's not in my IRA, and a half of that, no, three-quarters of that now is income. Um, I don't, I really don't, I don't know what the value, I would say the value is probably down. I really don't care because I'm, because I'm averaging about 6.6% in interest. So I'm just, I'm just doing it for the interest. I'm not worrying about the value. That's a real, you know, that's, I'm, I'm treating that as truly an income portfolio. So you're going to have to shift some of that money over in something more risky in other words, having some exposure to the market and, and an opportunity and, and a chance for it to drop down in value in order for you to get a little bit more money every month or every quarter or whatever if you're, if you're an income investor. It's the only thing, unfortunately, it's the only thing we can do. You know, um, the days of four and a quarter percent CD rates when inflo- and, and inflation at, you know, two and a half percent, I mean, those days are probably gone forever. All right. Sounds, sounds good. I'll save a question about closed-end funds for another day. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jim. Uh, let me go to uh, Norman. Norman calling us from uh, Mississippi. Hey, Norman. No, uh, Dan. Yeah. I, I, I have a real simple question. Okay. I've, I've, been, I've been listening to, I listen to all radio. Uh-huh. Liberal, conservative, I listen to everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm concerned that the approach that uh, especially uh, Republicans have taken this time, uh, some Republicans, concerning uh, the election Mm -hmm. of Joe Biden as being uh, illegal or invalid, is the same uh, approach that Democrats took to uh, Donald Trump and George W. Bush calling their election illegal or invalid. Mm-hmm. I think I think that this stuff hurts our system, our the way we elect people in this country. This kind of uh, not accepting the results of the election is going to do more damage than it will do good. To, yeah. The way the, the way the way it's being approached, and I I just think that uh, Republicans are sounding just like Democrats when it came to uh, uh, George W. Bush and and uh, President Trump not mm-hmm. being legitimately elected. It's the mm-hmm. same story. It's the same talking point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't disagree with. The fact that none of it um, is 
necessarily good for the election process. It it ends up maybe uh, souring and uh, people about the election process. I w- would agree with that, and I would also say, uh, you know, I'm one of those people that that you're. I don't mean you're talking about me or you're calling me out or anything like that. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, but I'm one of those people that if you did, you would you would be rightfully doing it. I would admit to it uh, that you'd be rightfully doing it. So um, I, I I would look at. I mean, I'm looking at just just because I'm um, a math kind of person just by nature. You know, I'm just looking at sheer numbers and I don't, I, I so I'm just saying, look, there, there's, uh, you know, um, X amount of eligible voters in America and X amount of hundreds of thousand more voters that we got. Now, I don't, I'm not, uh, I don't know where it happened, how it happened, what district, what state, what this, that, or the other thing. I can't speak to that. All I know is something was wrong. All I know is something was wrong. Now, um, apparently, there hasn't been the will to figure that out. And, and I think that's been bad and unhealthy. And all of this has created more divisiveness and we continue to see that divisiveness grow. I'm I was reading the comments from some of the democratic leaders in reference to the 4th of July. It is um I don't think that most people in America most people in America um, not not most the majority of people in America I don't think they agree with some of those comments. I, th- I think the majority doesn't. But it doesn't matter whether the majority agrees or disagrees. We're at a place where what matters is the divisiveness that it is creating. It is driving a greater wage because... When Republicans, I'll just use your example, when Republicans uh, rant and rave and argue about the election process and Democrats rant and rave and argue about Republicans questioning the process, it creates divisiveness. It creates a wage. And we are losing our ability to unite. And that is going to be, this is just my opinion, that is going to be the demise of America as we know it. Not the policies, this policy, that policy, your ideology, my ideology, not that. The divisiveness that it is created is going to be the, the demise of America. I worry about that. I'm concerned about that. We have taken a huge step backwards. I'll go back to George W. Bush, or with the exception of his last two years, we weren't talking about 
black and white like we are today. And it started with everything being a black or white issue. I'm talking about skin color, not black or white. Skin color issue at the beginning of Obama administration, and it is carried through till today. And it keeps getting worse. It is unhealthy, it's sad, and it's going to be the ruination of the greatest country on earth. I appreciate you, Norman. Thank you for your comments, brother. God bless you. We'll be back, folks, right after this. We will never compromise our principles and standards. We will never give away our freedom. We will never abandon our belief in God. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We in America should be grateful to God for the blessings he's given us. Don't let anyone tell you that America's best days are behind her. We have got to fight for this nation because I believe with all my heart this nation is in fact one nation under God. Uh, welcome back, Financial Issues. I'm Dan Seary. It's great to be here. Um, it is Rapid Fire Friday. So let's get right to the news, FISM.TV slash news, if you want to get caught up on the news. I hope you saw the newscast last night. Uh, we uh, On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have our half-hour program. And um, I hope you, hope you caught that. Some important news, some things that people aren't talking about. But I hope you um, pick up on that or catch, catch that. Um, and you can see it on the website if you go to financialissues.tv slash news. Uh, you, can, you can watch it there. And here's Ian Patrick. Ian Patrick from FISM News giving us some update uh, on a couple of things. Uh, what do you got, Ian? Hey, Dan. Well, first I wanted to talk about something that uh, we actually mentioned in the news last night for anyone who saw it. For anyone who didn't, this is sort of like a good uh, catch-up for you because you get to understand it. So on Wednesday, the IRS reversed a previous decision that it made and it granted tax-exempt status to Christians Engaged, which is a nonprofit organization that, I think in their own words, educates and empowers Christians to pray for our nation and elected officials to vote and to be civically engaged. 
Uh, pretty much yeah. what happened was that in May of this year, the IRS sent a letter to this organization rejecting their request because of their religious affiliation, claiming pretty much saying that this made them uh, work with the private interests of the Republican Party. Uh, because, yeah, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff goes back to Lois Lerner. And, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer for the IRS to not do that. <laughs> but I think they looked at this as a small little organization and and uh, thought they could get away with it. And, uh, you know, so it is a it is a um, anytime we see this wake up call to the IRS that guess what? You're going to have to treat all nonprofits the same <laughs> or some of your favorite nonprofits are going to be in trouble too, you know? Yeah, that's exactly it. (laughs) You know, I always talk about the, the situation with, well, you know, charity, charitable gift annuities are probably going to go by the wayside, but we ride on the coattails of, uh, you know, the evil like Planned Parenthood who they can't cut ours without cutting Planned Parenthood. And you know, they're not going to do that. Yeah. You know, so we get some cover of that. And I, anyway, and I know in the news, you covered a couple of things that Biden has put out too. I know you did that last night. It was good, yes. Yes, good stuff exactly right. because you pointed out something. I forget what it was, to be honest with you, <laughs> that I wasn't aware of. So it was great to see that. Uh, I actually think I have that in here, so I might be able to go oh, to do it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. what, what do you got? So, uh, well, it, it has to do with the uh, the Delta coronavirus variant, actually. Oh, okay. So, All right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for, for anybody who might not know, the Delta variant is pretty similar to the regular variant of COVID-19 that first emerged. The only difference is, is that it's a little more transmissible and that uh, it can affect your antibodies so that it doesn't, uh, pr- it pretty much affects your antibodies so it can stay in the body longer. There's no data or information as to whether or not it's more severe than the original COVID-19 virus. It's just more, you can just give it easier and receive it easier. Than the original one. So that means we get herd immunity sooner. Uh, well, you think, yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, it, that's usually what people think. But, uh, you know, of course, people are trying to uh, make sure. this a bigger deal than it probably should be. Yeah. Uh, yep. In case in point, Biden uh, had a press conference where he said that the government is now going to be committing to a new sort of, quote, door to door vaccination campaign. And uh, he pretty much announced that the government is going to remove this sort of centralized vaccination centers that they have. So they've had them at a bunch of different government buildings. You can usually get them through pharmacies, but, uh, you know, it's usually more in a certain government owned place. So Uh, they're going to go door to door with needles and say, knock, oh, hey, pull your sleeve up. (laughs) That's kind of it, actually. Yeah, they're going to be moving a lot of their vaccination centers into pharmacies, arenas and houses of worship, he also Uh. said. Uh, to focus on certain communities. So obviously that door-to-door remark also landed him in some trouble with those on the political right. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, Yeah. you know, it evokes feelings of a sort of a dictatorial communist effort to know who is and isn't vaccinated. You got your papers, pretty much. Yeah, uh, right, exactly, yeah. And uh, what is it? Uh, There's a uh, Ronald Reagan quote that I think says, if somebody tells you I'm from the government and I'm here to help, that's like the worst thing you can hear. Right, exactly. Yeah, scary. Let's let's hope that uh, people have some common sense in all of that. Uh, Speaking of Biden, actually, I have one more little thing I want to talk about here. Uh, He had another press conference yesterday where he defended his decision to pull U.S. military forces out of Afghanistan. Uh, And in the press conference, he said the Afghan people must decide their own future and that he would not consign another generation of Americans to a long war without expecting a, quote, different outcome. Uh, In his own words, he pretty much said the Afghan military has the ability to repel the Taliban. But this is coming even as news breaks of Taliban advances in Afghani-held bases and territories. 
we did a uh, story on Tuesday, or we did a news piece on Tuesday uh, where we talked about that the Afghani, uh, or excuse me, the Taliban forces took over the Bagram Air Base, which we evacuated earlier this week, mm. uh, pretty quickly, and they actually drove back the Afghani forces, and they had to retreat back into Tajikistan, I believe. And right. uh, there's news of s- similar things like that coming around. There's a uh, whole province, I think, that's been practically taken over by the Taliban. Some of it even not by force. Some of it was just given to the Taliban. So there's a lot of news like that coming out. We're following it very closely. Uh, still, mm-hmm. Biden set a target date of August 31st for the final withdrawal of U.S. forces. Uh, but he's going to leave about 650 troops to protect the U.S. Embassy in Kabul currently. Well, you know, that is uh, that is amazing. And I, I talked this morning about the uh, position that China is taking. And China is already started to move into Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, they didn't want any parts of it because they couldn't really, it was worthless land. But now that the U.S. has spent billions of dollars putting all the infrastructure in, they want to they get start moving in. So we're going to start seeing that, and we'll watch that as well. But, yeah, interesting. Ian Patrick, FISM News. Thank you, Ian. I Thank appreciate you. it. All right, here comes Craig Haggard. This with is Craig Haggard with your Financial Issues Egg update for July 9th. Well, the USDA will release its July supply and demand crop report on Monday. The USDA can, and sometimes does, change its corn and soybean yield estimates in this July report. But traders do not expect it to do so this year. On Thursday, corn futures had a choppy, low-volume day um, with a kind of a weakening trend into the close. The weather forecast held steady with a modest chances of rain in the Dakotas and Minnesota, while showing some significant rain potential for Iowa. The weekly ethanol production report showed a week-over-week increase of 9,000 barrels per day, while stocks decreased by 423,000 barrels. On the international front, Conab lowered their estimate of Brazil's corn crop by 3 million metric tons, down to 93.4 million. The Irish trade estimate from Monday's report is that the USDA will peg it at $92.2 million. Soybeans ended the day slightly lower in a session that featured light volume. The South American news, uh, we saw Conab raise their estimate of Brazil's soybean crop to what would be a record 135.9 million metric tons. In their June report, the USDA projected total Brazilian production to be 137 million metric tons. The wheat market was mixed yesterday, with the market reacting to good soft red winter wheat yields and quality coming out of the Midwest. The hard red winter wheat crop in the southern plains is going to have to go through another wet week before the maps turn a little more dry in the 6-15 to day time period. And in the upper plains, the hard red spring wheat crop looks like it'll get a dash of rain in the 4-day forecast before reverting back to a dry pattern once again. On the international front, Russian FOB values are steady, and the weather is favorable for the Russian, Australian, and Argentinian wheat crops. Cotton saw both the old and new crop futures must retreat yesterday. At the finish, we had December futures down 75 points, closing at 86.88. Livestock futures were all lower as well. At the close, August live cattle were down $1.32.5. August feeder cattle were $1.67.5 lower. August lean hog futures were lower as well, finishing down 2.5 cents for the day, with the more deferred lean hog futures months higher. Class 3 milk futures had a pretty solid session. At the close, August futures were up 67 points as they settled at 17.59. And meat cutoff values were mixed. Choice box beef ended the day down $2.93 
closing at $281.97. Select boxes were $2.02 lower, so they settled at $260.06. Pork carcass cutoff values, on the other hand, were, were stronger. We uh, closed a dollar and fifteen cents higher, settling at $116.89 per hundredweight. This has been Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Ag Update. We'll be right back with more financial issues after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, welcome back. It is Friday. It's Rapid Fire Friday. I know we, we've got a lot of... Friday is probably the worst day to have a Rapid Fire because that's when all the news is breaking. So, you know, traditionally, if there is controversial news, it breaks on Friday because they want everybody to have the weekend to cool off or rethink about what they would have said. So Friday's always kind of uh, a big uh, day for some some of this news. You know, um, it's like Biden announcing what's what he wants to do with big big com- big business, and you do it on a Friday, especially in the summer. Nobody's around. Uh, the media uh, is not going to get a hold of it and be able to do a whole lot with it in a in a uh, understaffed short period of time. And so then they've got the weekend for it to get old and hopefully they won't do it because it's old news. So just, but it's really a tough day on Friday to do rapid fire, but we're going to do it. So here we go. Uh, Let me go to uh, Kenya from Georgia. Good morning, Kenya. Hi, my name is Kenya. I guess my question is uh, my grandfather has a Roth IRA, not a Roth IRA, a a 401k and Uh the amount of, $25,000. We were just going to see if it was better to let it roll over or reinvest it. Um, So is he still contribute to it or is it just sitting there? Oh, he just retired. Okay. Just retired. Yeah. It's probably better to, um, you know, roll it out of where it's 
where it is um, just to give him easier and more access to it. And if he wanted to change something uh, to, you know, make it, uh, put it in something a little bit different, he'd be able to do it. Um, or he could just remove it altogether. But if he did that, he would have to and put it in savings. If he did that, he would have to pay tax on the 25000 So I wouldn't, if he wants to do, do that and just put it in savings, I would wait for him to do that in January because that way he'll be doing it in a tax year where he doesn't have any other income. So, you know, this year he's had a, a half a year of income. Next year he'll he'll have probably lower income and it would be better to take it then because it might be a little bit less taxes that he'd have to pay on it. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Kenya. I'm glad you called. Thank you. Let me go to Ron. Ron's calling us from Florida. Hey, Ron. God bless you, brother. You're a national treasure. Oh, thank um, and, you. And God, God bless AFR. Um, you know, talking about how America set up infrastructure in Afghanistan, yeah. and yes. Uncle Joe Biden said that the translators who are specifically targeted by the Taliban now uh, can come to America once they get their visa and go through all that process. I'm like, skip the fuss and the muss and the paperwork, drop them off in Mexico near the border, give them a sandwich and a bottle of water and a Joe Biden T-shirt, maybe for good measures, throwing some drugs and weapons <laughs> and a few kids, and they can just walk right in here. No fuss, exactly. no muss. And, and, you know, uh, and, and tell them, whatever you do, don't say anything pro-American. Say, where do I go to vote for a Democrat? And they're right. in here. They're in here. But, yep. um, and, and God bless you, man, all you do for uh, uh, pre-born and, uh, uh, you know, people are pushing back against the critical race theory and uh, the Planned Parenthood, the savagery for profit. And, mm. uh, and, and, uh, and I think some of these transgender guys, once they steal a scholarship from a girl, they're going to say, you know, I changed my mind. I want to be a guy again. Yeah, but uh, yeah. anyway, God bless yeah. you, Dan. And uh, you. keep going, brother. It's, it's because of people like you and AFR that uh, people are saying, hey, man, enough is enough. You yeah, yeah. So keep going, brother. God bless. I'll you. do it. All right. I appreciate you. Thank you, Ron. God bless. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. 610-363-1110. Let me go to Daryl. Daryl's calling us from Louisiana. Hey, Daryl. Daryl. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Hey, uh, I just praise God for what you do for us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, I am uh, two to four years away from retirement and I'm a partner I have about mm-hmm. 22% now in cash, and um, see on your port, uh, income portfolio that I'm looking at thinking for the future that you have uh, 5% for a gift annuity. Is this a good time to buy uh, the AFA gift annuity, or is there a better time? Or I know their rates fluctuate a little bit. Yeah. So I would want you to either buy it now, I'm okay. I think it's a good time to to put money into it as long as you don't need the income now. So what I mean by that is if you can defer it, you know, um, hold off. So say you do it now, it's done, you've committed that money, and at some point in time, you're going to get, you know, uh, an income for the rest of your life once you start drawing it. But I I would want you to leave it sit for a little bit 
as many years as you can um, because every year the income grows, you know, it gets greater. And so uh, that would, so if you're going to retire, for instance, in four years and you did it now, then you could, you know, uh, start collecting it four or five years from now. I always try to tell people, don't, don't start collecting it when you retire, retire first and see how things are going for you because you might not need the money. So you might as well leave it sit. So you, when you do need it and do get it, you, it'll be, it'll be a little bit more. And so uh, I think it's okay for a time to do it right now, but I wouldn't want you to do it and start drawing on it now. That's certainly what I would do then. Thank you. Hey, uh, one other quick question. Sure. Uh, is a uh, start thinking about moving into the income portfolio. Should do that maybe six months before retirement, a year, or, or what? You, what you think? Yeah, I would. I would start doing it a year, a year uh, ahead. Although I, I be honest with you, I think in the next three to four years, I think there's going to be a lot more available. Uh, to invest in, uh, you know, <clears throat> we had that severe cutback, um, you know, a year ago, over a year ago where, you know, the economy was uh, pretty much stopped and frozen and nothing going on. And a lot of companies cut their dividend and they haven't all reinstated it yet or have, uh, you know, pushed it back up to where it was. And they're starting to do that now as we speak. I mean, every month I'm hearing about more companies doing it. And I expect that next week when earnings season starts, we'll probably start next week for the next three weeks after next week, start to hear about more companies that are um, their boards are talking about, you know, increasing their dividends or starting to pay dividend again. So, uh, I think that it's it's going to be it's going to get easier in about two years uh, to really build that portfolio. But again, I don't think you really need to do it until a year out. That'll give you plenty of time to just take your time and uh, find find the right positions. And I think it is going to be easier um, later than it than it would be now. So yeah, I would I would wait. Thank you, Dan. Blessings to you, too. All right. Thank you, Daryl. God bless. Good stuff. Let me go to Janelle. Janelle's calling us from Virginia. Hey, Janelle. Uh, hi, Dan. Can you hear me all right? Yep. Okay, great. Um, so I wanted to ask you about, uh, we've been partners for several years. And um, so basically, my husband has incurred some legal fees and is unable to work right now. Mm-hmm. And... To pay those fees, it's like seventy thousand. Um, I think we either either need to sell our home or take a home equity line. I, I can't think of any other choices, and I wondered what you thought what would be the best thing. Um, does he? I mean, is he think that he's going to get back to a place where he'll be earning some income? Um, uh, or not? Yes, sir. Okay. Maybe in the, maybe in a year. Okay. Um, so I, I really, 
would want you not to sell your house. And I, I just, I'm looking at it from the perspective of how, how old are you guys? Uh, I'm 57 and he's 66. Okay. So I'm looking at it from the perspective of, um, you, you, you know, to get an opportunity again to buy a house like it is going to be very expensive. It may get harder. The market may get tougher. And I think you almost need to hold on to it at all costs. Do you have a mortgage now? Yeah, we uh, still owe 70000 on the house. And our mortgage is around 1000 a month. Mm-hmm. So I think you you may be in a situation where you need to try to refinance and take the money out, you know, the what you need to get rid of that debt. And I I would also um you know, I'd also talk to the the debt holder and say you know, uh, what you've just told me, we're in a bind and, um, we, we don't want to, we're going to have to get into debt to pay it. They don't care about that, but they might have some sympathy and say, okay, well, we'll cut it to, even if they cut it to 50,000, you know, every little bit's going to help. So I would at least talk to them, see what they, see what they might say. And unfortunately, I think, you know, if if you can refi your mortgage, um, let's say for 140000 and get a good interest rate for 20-year mortgage, uh, you, you might be able to stay close to what you're paying now and not, not have to uh, be too burdened. But ultimately, you've kept your house, and uh, someday, you know, when you start getting some more income coming in, you'll be you'll uh, you'll at least still have a uh, your house. So I think it's important that you try to hang in there with it. All right, thank you. Thanks. All so right, much. Janelle, I'm glad God you called. You. Thanks. God bless you. Thank you. All right, folks, we have two lines open: 1110, you can cue your call. We'll be back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, 610-363-1110. We got a line open, and I know we have some things from Facebook and and um, and our website. What do you? Why don't you go through a couple of those? Yeah, things? absolutely, Dan. Sounds good. A lot of encouragement here. Great, great to read some of this. Uh, first one is Deborah from Facebook saying, "Incredible Bible study and teaching this morning, Dan. I joined the first Friday in May, so I missed the first part of Psalm 119. I wish I could have joined much earlier when I first had the I should thought." Praying for your mm. wisdom, stamina, and boldness as you continue to preach the truth. Amen to mm. that. Mm. Then- Boy, some great practical stuff this morning. Mm. I, I'm I'm so glad that who you know that for the people that were on that I had an opportunity to share some of the practicality and and those verses that we we're in today. It was fun. Yeah, mm, awesome. Praise God for that. Uh, Aaron on Facebook saying, Dan, gab away, please. Oh. <laughs> Multiple exclamation points. <laughs> I very much look forward to your speech on what's happening these days because you're a very smart man and very informative. And by far, everything you've said daily has matched up with what's going on in the world. And for that matter, the things God lays on my heart. That's wonderful mm-hmm. from Aaron. Well, that's, uh, that's great, Aaron. Thank you so much. That is an incredible encouragement. And, you know, I just said to somebody yesterday at lunch that um, it's kind of scary. You know, he said, how, how are you, you know, you're, you're right, you're prophetic and all that, which I don't, I don't believe any of that. But I do know uh, that God continues to lay some understanding of the times that I don't even understand, you know, why, why he is or what the point is. And I, I don't get it. But uh, I'll tell you, it is scary to me. It is scary to me um, I, that it, it's so scary that you could never feel any kind of sense of, uh, at least I couldn't anyway, any kind of sense of uh, 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 prideful, ba- the bad kind of prideful about it. I just can't believe how um, bright things have been uh, mm, for yeah. for us for the last, you know, in, in some of the things that we've talked about, even just, I mean, just, it's really, it's just scary. And I always get nervous, like, all right, God, what are you doing here? What, what, you know? I'm good right where, where I am. I always get nervous, but um, I appreciate that sentiment from Aaron. Thank you. Mm, Absolutely. And Dan, you know, it reminds me of something we talked about, I think Wednesday after we had uh, Twyla Braze on how, you know, people like you, people like her have an understanding of the times. And my hope is that people my age can also have that because I fear that as my age grows up, there's going to be fewer and fewer of us who understand the times. Well, I can tell you this much. I've I've prayed hard about it. And I would say Mm -hmm. that to everybody. I mean, I've asked 
for years, 10 years or more since I started praying, Lord, please find me worthy to be as a son of Issachar. Yeah. And, and the cool thing is when people say, well, you're always right, you know, but you know what? There's thousands of people because over the 10 year period, people have asked, you know, how can I pray for you? You know how people will ask you that. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'll do a tent and I say, pray, please pray that that I God might find me worthy to be as a son of Issachar. And they they know this. So so not only am I praying, but we have all these people around the country that are praying that prayer. And so God is just faithful. You know, mm. he's just being faithful. So it's cool. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's awesome. Yep. Chuck on Facebook saying, Gab, rant, go off script. Keep it up, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. that. I echo that yeah. from Chuck as well. It's good stuff. That's fun. That's funny. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got a Viet on Facebook, Viet, saying, Thank you for sharing, Mr. Celia, about China. It's nothing new, but greed blinds the worldly puppet. Mm, amen. Yeah. Wow. Life, I love that. I love that, what mm. she said. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Shannon right. on uh, Facebook saying, Lots of love and gratitude to God for this program and truth and reporting with data and evidence. I cannot listen to mainstream media because I can discern their lies. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Thank you, Shannon. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Yeah. Amazing. And then, Dan, we do have one stock question. Matt from Facebook okay. saying, Hey, Dan, I'm underweighted in utilities. Your buy list currently has about 15 utilities listed. Could you yeah. give me a top three you'd recommend? I currently only have UT35. I'm 35 years old. Um, I would say uh, UT33. Um, UT... 66, um, and UT 47. I would say they'd be my top three, but it's hard, but they, they would, they would be three good ones to have. Excellent. Good stuff. And finally, Keenan from Facebook saying hello from Branson, Missouri. Look beyond the almighty dollar to the almighty God for investing in your future. Amen. Good stuff. You know, a friend of mine told me that um, something that we need to mention often is can a steward of all of what God gives and steward of God's money can a steward lose? Can a steward lose money? And of course, the answer to that is no. You can't lose money because it's not yours. It's God's. Mm-hmm. So you're just managing it. You're a steward of it, yes. But no, we, we can't lose. We can't lose. It's, it's, it's God. Mm, it's God's absolutely. money. And um, so uh, we, we just have to keep doing what, what is right. Um, and mm, everything yeah. will be good. It'll all be good. Absolutely. Dan, thanks, uh, thanks so much for, for saying that. It's a good reminder, too, that like the pressure's off of us. You know, yeah, we don't, really we don't have to be yeah. the ones to figure it all out with our finances. It all belongs to God anyway, and, yeah. good, and good thing it does. And, I, you know, I was talking yesterday to, again to somebody and I said that, you know, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I was telling him what I said a couple of weeks ago, that when the and when the market crashes, my phone board will be lit three yep. straight hours every line because we are clinching so hard 
to our money. We're clinging. It takes precedence over everything. Are we using our money to give to the church? Are we buying some extra food? Are we doing, I mean, what are we, we're clinging and we need an answer about our money. And I, you know, I don't say that uh, in a, in a, in a nasty way in the sense that I'm okay with that. I know people get worried and uh, you know, they're going to call and look for answers. And I, and that's what I'm here for. And I get that. And understand it. It's just we have such a pla- we have put that at such a high place, such a a, a place of value, and I, I you know it's really really uh, you know it's really tough. You know it's a tough situation when we get to that place where we're we think that that is everything that we need. You know and we can't afford Absolutely. to lose it. It just isn't. All right, let me go to phones and go to Cat. Cat's calling us from Texas. Hey, Cat. Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. Hey, do gab away. I really do appreciate all your gabbing, I assure you. Um, we, <laughs> we have your, I have your radio on, I have the radio on every morning, and I listen to everything. I don't catch, like, you know, maybe 3% of what you say, but sure, sure. I'm hearing the words, so I'm thinking okay. at some point I'm going to get it. All right, um, I have a real quick question. Um, we have a rental property, and I'm finished being a landlady. We we got it kind of in a roundabout way, and um, we're going to sell it. Okay. And um, when we sell it, we're going to have all this income, and I don't want to give all that income to taxes to the government. So what is there any suggestion of what we can do to – I mean, I don't mind paying tax. It's just that that will be sure. like out of the crazy sort of tax. Yeah. Well, it is almost unavoidable, Kat. It is there, even you're doing the right thing in you're asking the question before you sell it. Uh, and that's, that's a good thing um, because it gives you some options. Most people ask after they sell it and there's no options. But it's really hard. I mean, it is um, unavoidable from a reporting perspective. So, um, you know, Uncle Sam's going to know it because the title company uh, by law has to report the gain. So they're going to see that. The only way at this point you can avoid it is, you know, I mean, obviously if you didn't need any of the money and you didn't care about it and you just wanted to get income, you could put the property in a charitable trust and sell it in the trust and the trust wouldn't pay any taxes and the full value of the money would then go to work for you. So, um, in other words, you, you, let's say you're going to get $400,000. Well, by the time you pay uncle Sam, you know, you're going to get, you know, close to 40%. Uh, I'm sorry, close to $40,000. Uh, $80,000 in taxes. So, you know, uh, by the time you're done with it, so you can only put 320000 to work. The charitable trust would let you put all of it to work for all 400000 because there's not going to be any tax implications. Um, but that's a hard thing to do because it also ties up the money. So, yes, you can get the income that you want to get from it, but you're not going to have the use of it. Um, so that, you know, you won't be able to get to it. And there's other things you can do with that. I had a, uh, back when I had my trust company, 
I have, I had a man that wanted to make a sizable contribution to his grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And we set up a grandchildren's trust for him and put all his money or not all his money, but the money that he wanted to give to his grandchildren, which was about four and a half million dollars. We put that in a charitable trust and he drew it at 14% a year that went into the grandchildren's trust. And with the hopes in 10 years, he would have drawn it all out. Well, it didn't work that way. It lasted a little bit longer than that. But he got his money out without paying tax and got it over the grandchildren without them paying tax. But it's a hard thing to do. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. Back 610-363-1110, 610-363-1110. We got a line open. Let me go to Barbara. Barbara's calling us from Missouri. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Barbara. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I am underweight in the energy sector. Okay. I'm 63, and uh, I own E22 and E76. And I remember you talking one time about there was different areas in the energy sector. Yes. I was wondering if there was another one you would recommend that I invest in. Um, well, you've got two of them. So the other one is to try to get a little exposure uh, to maybe uh, not gas or pipeline kinds of things or <clears throat> some, some uh, other areas. And I have one on my, on my list now that would expose you to a different element, a different side of uh, energy. 
And uh, that might be a good thing to do. I'm looking for the number uh, as I speak to you here. Um, but that is uh, that would be a good possibility for you. Are you a long-term investor? I am. Yes. Okay. So um, I don't know why, but I can't. I can't find it here, uh, but it is a um, it is a company that is. I really like it because they're engaging in an area of of um, it's a E twenty seven E twenty seven, and they are engaging in an area that is. Uh, a great alternative energy area. And they're very well positioned to take advantage of that. And it's a long-term investment, but I, but I think it would be uh, a good, good possibility. Traditionally, this stock uh, E27 has been very volatile. As a matter of fact, uh, for the last three years, it's been very volatile on the downside and it's made an amazing recovery this year. But um, it's a volatile stock. It's just one of those things you buy and just keep for a very long time. But I really like what they're breaking into uh, on the green energy side that that I think is going to be real helpful to them. So that would be a totally different area for you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate your help in keeping us God-centered. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to do it, and I I uh, appreciate everybody's heart for wanting to be that, and uh, yours as you as you think about that. It's great, and uh, there's so much blessing that's going to come from that. We don't know how or where or when. I hope it's all just in glory. That's fine with me, but yeah, it's it's great. So thank you for your heart to do it. Thank you. God bless. Yep. Thank you, Barbara. Same to you. Let me go to um, Joe. Joe's calling us from Virginia. Hey, Joe. Hey, Dan? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, real quick, I don't have a question. I have a statement. Okay. Praise be, to God. Praise be to God for your support of the kingdom to come. Look, I'm 69. I'm a believer. I listen to you every day. I've been around the ham bone. I've traveled all over the world and a lot of mission trips over the seas, and I read a lot of ancient history. I'm in the middle of Exodus again, and I had some, my dreams are out of control. Uh, they're great. But last night I got thinking, you know, I got a new name for Biden. I call him Pharaoh Joe. We have been under so much oppression since Obama got elected, and here we are again. Mm-hmm. We had a little break when Trump went up on the mountain for instead of 40 days, about 40 months, and now the oppression's come back. Mm-hmm. Look at the planes. Look at the heat. We see the handwriting on the wall. I've been around. Uh, I've been... Uh, uh, I've just seen it all. So it's, we've never, but we none of us have ever seen anything like this. So let's just all hang in there and keep up the fight. And thank you so much for your show. I uh, don't know what I do without you, and my wife feels the same. Thank you, sir. That's thank you, one. Joe. I appreciate that. What a blessing. Thank you, brother. You've encouraged me. Yep. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah. That, and and so true. You know, we get into Exodus. I was just talking about this this morning. Uh, this very thing. Um, and, and, uh, so pretty interesting. Um, and I appreciate Joe calling. It's great stuff. Let me go to Ann in Virginia. Hey, Ann. 
Hi. I want to say I appreciate all you do. I do have um, a question. Okay. Um, I have um, life insurance policy. <laughs> it's old. Uh, and I'm thinking about cashing it in so that it's not so difficult to deal with. Uh, there are a lot of stuff to deal with when I die. Uh, and I want to know, do I have to pay taxes on the money or is that a good idea? It's uh, probably will cost. I'll probably lose close to maybe five thousand five hundred um, difference between the death benefit and the cash surrender. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're easy people to deal with. Um, so I just thought, you know, it might save somebody some hassle. Also, you know, there's uh, three children, and I don't know. Do I make it beneficiary? To all three or the ones that handling things, so I don't know, you know, what to say. Yeah, I would put all three children on the beneficiary form if you keep it, but I think you ought to cash it out. I think you're thinking uh, correctly. Uh, maybe you cash it out and um, can give them all their share now. I mean, that would be ideal to do it while right. you're living. Um, but I, I, uh, I would definitely cash it out because what's going to happen. And as you get older, um, they're going to start dipping into the cash value to pay the death benefit. And so it might not be happening yet because the cash value may be producing enough to, uh, pay that. But eventually, because, uh, every year as you get older, the charges and fees that come out get larger and larger and they get significantly larger as we get older and the dividends and the monies that the cash value is earning can't keep up. And oftentimes what happens, and I've seen this countless times where people lose everything. So they no longer have a death benefit and they've lost all their cash value and they get a bill from the insurance company that says, if you want to keep your life insurance, your premium is going to be $14,000 or some ridiculous thing. And of course they let it drop. Um, You don't want that to happen. Uh, So uh, why you have that cash value, it might be better to get that out now while you can. Uh, either give it or set it in a CD. And if you want to put three beneficiaries on that CD, of course, you can do that. But I think it's better that you pull it out to avoid that that risk of watching that dwindle away. And will I have to pay taxes on that? Yes, some of it will be taxable. And if you call the insurance company, not your agent, not your agent, but on the policy there's an 800 number that is that is directly to the company itself. And you should be able to call that number and say, I want to surrender my policy. Can you tell me how much of my cash value will be taxable? And they will tell you that almost immediately. They may have to put you on hold for two or three minutes. It doesn't take long. And they will tell you what portion of that is going to be taxable. It's not going to be the whole thing. I would suspect it might not even be half of it, but there will be some cash uh, taxable event. Okay. And one other question uh, with an annuity, uh, how about when you want to leave that, do you leave it as a beneficiary 
to a child or several, or what's the best way to handle yeah, that? I, I would put that as a beneficiary, put that on your beneficiary form. Unfortunately, when your children get that, the taxes have to be paid on that, and it's fairly significant. How long have you had the annuity? Quite a while. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. taxes, the taxes are going to be significant because remember, every year there were there was money earned on that, and right. it has deferred the taxes on that money all right. this time over every year. It's deferred, it's deferred, it's deferred. So um, when it pays out now, those all those taxes have to get paid. But so, they pay the taxes after they get the money. They No, well, it depends. You can ask mm-hmm. what they would ask is the insurance company would probably withhold a, a significant portion of the tax and give them a 1099 that they would file with their a tax return. And then if mm-hmm. it wasn't enough, if the insurance company didn't withhold enough, or maybe they withhold too much, uh, they would either get some back or have to pay a little bit more. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, Ann. I'm glad you called. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, 610-363-1110. We've got another hour left. I know we're coming on to the end of this hour. We've got another hour left. It is Friday. It's Rapid Fire Friday. We'll continue to take your phone calls here live um, for the next hour. Some uh, stations don't carry the full three hours and people jump to the phone app. You can do that or the website, financialissues.org. I would say about half of our listeners, believe it or not, listen on the phone app, which is great. It's great. We love that. And um, or go to the website, financialissues.org or the website, FISM.TV and listen live. You can do that or watch. So we'll be back. I hope all of you, if you got to leave us, have a wonderful day of worship on Sunday, a great, relaxing weekend, and we'll see you back on Monday. Have a great day. God bless. More financial issues right after this. Jesus said, go sell all that you have, give it to the poor, take up the cross, follow me. It's not your money I want. I want your heart. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.